What's up, dirty birdies? This is your favorite Castle Rock podcast. Watch us on the couch, Castle Rock. My name is Chris Nays. I'm only one half of your hosts. I'm joined by my co-host. Venom. Venom. Uh, Venom, go ahead and sound off. Say your name. You just headbutted the microphone for everybody out there in listener land. Uh, I'm Debbie. And you are Debbie, <laughs> correct. <laughs> You're my actual co-host. Venom's just hogging it. <laughs> um, since we addressed our, uh, shall we say, listeners who do not enjoy the podcast enough to leave... Uh, terrible comments in our <laughs> itunes reviews uh-huh. don't have to do that this week Ooh. but i did forget some things so we're gonna address that first okay uh the institute <clears throat> have you read it debbie no i need to you need to uh i forgot to mention that i finished it a few weeks ago oh yeah how did you like how it ended i did like how it ended um only kind of criticism is the I, I really wish I would have got more time in the book with the characters that it opens up with. Yeah, you mentioned that. You hear about them, and then you don't hear about them again. Yeah, well, you you do, but it, he bookends by bringing these characters back. I see. Yeah, so I would have liked a little more time with them. It's just sort of, the book is sort of structured in that way. So, you know. For what it was, though, I really enjoyed it. He's been on a roll with books that I've enjoyed, you know? And they haven't seemed too big, either. No, no. He's, uh... He's toning down the words. I guess. I, You know, Under the Dome was probably... Well, maybe, um... What, what... Oh, shit. 11, 22, 63? Yeah, Is but that, that was that was a while ago. Exactly, yeah. That was, like, 2011 or something like that. So. Yeah. And Under the Dome was even before that one. Right. So since those two, he's sort of been in the, I don't know, I couldn't even really say 500 page range, something right. like that. It obviously differs from book to book, but um, length is never really an issue for me unless the payoff isn't worth it. Yeah. Which like Under the Dome is that way for me. And a lot of his books are kind of like that. Do you plan on reading The Institute fairly soon? Um, I hope to start reading more of his books in the next coming months since right. it's going to be cold. Well, uh yeah, fall is definite book reading weather for me. Yeah. I like especially if it's because well, you're hermit freezing out freezing rain or snow or something like that, I yeah. will sit down and read a book almost go before nowhere. anything else, right? I'm not leaving. So, uh well that's cool. I'm hopeful I get to hear your thoughts about it before we are done with the season. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll see, right? I'll see if it's at the library next week. Fair enough. That's actually really soon. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So, other things I forgot to mention. I I think I checked in with you about this in between uh, last episode and today. We didn't really talk about how she says the laughing place. Oh, yeah. No, we didn't. Uh, that is directly out of misery. The laughing place um, she Annie brings up in the novel, probably halfway to two thirds of the way through, and she says she goes there to get away and ju- when she's particularly feeling crazy as hell, and 
just laughs and laughs and laughs. But what uh, what Paul thinks she actually does is goes there and screams her head off, which I think is probably more what I could see the that, case yeah. is. <laughs> um, so manacle screaming. Yeah. Laughter. And I definitely felt like that was worth mentioning because she does say the laughing place. A lot. Now it turns out multiple episodes she mentions the laughing place. Right. And it's definitely something that she's been talking to her daughter about. Yeah. She's like forever. The the laughing place has been mentioned in the show in the way that she's looking for somewhere that's their whatever their final haven. Yeah. Their destination is going to be on this long you know, lifelong journey for joy trying to find this place where they can finally be safe or feel like they, uh, it's their home. Right. right? Um, the laughing place has apparently evolved by the time we get to the misery <laughs> novel to not be that whatsoever. Right. Um, so felt like that was worth mentioning. Um, I don't really have news since we have to cover two episodes a day, but I did want to make sure I, Played the uh, the clip of what the intro to Castle Rock uh, lightning round of news is. Okay. So I'm going to pull that up now and play that for the audience. I don't, what is the lightning noise? Well, that's, that sounds more, yeah, like crashing. Crashing. Crumbling. Oh. <laughs> okay, so when we do... <laughs> When we do do news again, um, that will be the intro every time. <laughs> and I might play it just like that through my cell phone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, it makes it easier than going back and editing the intro in there. Sounds into it. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Sounds cheese-tastic. Exactly. Um, okay. Oh, the only other thing. Oh, two other things, actually. One criticism that I had going into even watching the show was that the misery story upon rereading it, you, you notice that it's a really self-contained story. It's only a couple of characters, right? Right. You have eventually have some police involvement and things like that, but they're not ever major characters in the story. It's really just Paul and Annie. Right. I was going to say and it's just two of them. So going into the show, it's like, okay, we're going to, expand upon her story the only concern i had really was that overcomplicating it might like ruin sort of the magic of what her story is what it is yeah yeah. um i don't think it is though no i've actually really enjoyed up through episode three which uh, i forgot to mention we're going to cover episodes two and three this week um no i've i've yeah i've really enjoyed where the stories have gone, uh, specifically, I feel like her story is pretty well fleshed out at this point. Right. You know, um, e- actually, even after one episode, they had a really nice setup. They, for yeah, they hooked me in on her. I mean, right. she just batshit crazy. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that and uh, shoving the scoop in <laughs> to uh, to Ace's mouth. Uh, really reminded me of how Misery ends, which spoilers, if you've not read the novel and you don't want a spoiler, uh, go ahead and skip forward 15 seconds a bunch <laughs> of times right now. And, okay, so spoiler territory, re- territory right now. Paul shoves 
paper of the misery novel that she makes him write. Mm-hmm. She he shoves charred, burnt pieces of the paper into her mouth, right? And it makes her choke. Uh, and so I, when I read that the other day, it instantly reminded me of the scoop scene. Yeah, you know what I mean. Totally, it's like a homage. Yeah, like a one to one comparison. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not much different whatsoever. Yeah. So uh, that was just gnarly. It definitely sticks with you, and especially since that was one of the last things that happened, you're going into episode two with that. Right. (laughs) I know. Everybody who's asking, you know, how's the show so far? I'm like, well, the last 10 minutes of episode one, I yelled, holy shit, or whatever, outside. Mm -hmm. Right. And then just mouth agape for the last 10 minutes, because I couldn't believe what was happening. So you've been gossiping about, people are asking you about this season already? Yeah. Like, outside of... Yeah, like at work and shit. That's cool. So they know you're a fan. Yes. Do you know about this podcast? Yes. I oh tell boy. Them. <laughs> Hi, coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my coworkers maybe knows about the Castle Rock show. Mm. Um. Well, you have know. to understand. Like, I work at a library. So yeah. There's yeah, a lot totally. of Stephen King fans there. You know. Absolutely, as well there should be. Right. Right. Um, okay, so we did all these things. Let's not tarry any further. Let's get right to episode two, mm-hmm. shall we? Shall. Um, Which was called New Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. Uh, I guess referencing the town itself. Right. And uh, last episode, that song that we heard a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually started reading uh, Salem's Lot last night, and since we're getting sort of into territory that involves a certain house, uh-huh. I figured I might as well brush up on some of that material and see if I can find some things to reference here on the show, right? Cool. It's one of his best books, too, if you've never read Salem's Lot. No. Vampire book. Uh, okay, so this episode we open up back at the burial ground where we, uh, where Annie and Ace kind of both fall into, right? Right. Of course, Ace is dead. Well, actually, I guess we don't find out it's a burial ground until she's down in there. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there's... Some definite weird shit going on down in... Tombs and shit. Yeah, exactly. So, that's never good when we're in Stephen King world. No. (laughs) Burial ground stuff. No, never good. In several different stories. Always ends up bad, you know. Things always come back. Yeah, the the Overlook, of course, you know, is on Indian burial ground. Yeah, things don't like to stay dead. Right. So... I guess that's this is where we see her kind of make her way out of that little area. There's some uh we see some like beetle iconography sort of yeah. like carvings or something on the walls down in that little pit. But uh, we pretty quickly find Annie moving up into uh sort of some underground tunnels, right? Which hell yeah for that flashlight, that mag light she had. <laughs> that thing <laughs> right. like really survived a lot. Yeah. She's also trying to climb out of the pit at first. It's not really working. It doesn't out. work now. But she sees some water running. 
So that obviously has to lead somewhere, right? So she follows that. Uh, it ends up she's in a house of some kind. It's it's kind of multi-leveled, right? Yeah. Um, and in, in this sort of scene, I, you sort of see her resourcefulness, especially when she's in peril of some kind. Um, that goes right back to the novel where we start getting people coming to the house questioning her. Cops, police are questioning her about yeah. she's, you know, the missing she's author. She's a resourceful survivor. Yeah, exactly. She like Whenever shit is going down that is crazy, she is... She goes to like this other sort of mindset. Autopilot. Autopilot yeah. sort of, yeah. Um so yeah, so she's sort of in the zone. That's really like her element. <laughs> yeah. You know. Which when Ace can't you know, first episode when Ace is all up in her business and threatening her family, she's instantly goes into, Well, it's do or die here. Yeah. When it's maybe not. <laughs> she like goes way she, too far. I just love how she jump attacked him. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It was so crazy. Good. So we go up into the house and she hears something. So she goes, she's making her way through the house. And I, does she go upstairs when she hears something or does she, is she just looking for a way out the whole time? It seems like she hears something and is like, goes all the way up into the next floor. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was I the main, I, I thought was it was like, the main floor. Maybe it was on the main floor. Yeah. You're probably right. Okay, so um, she sees some people having intercourse. Yeah, some squatters that are tenting it out in the living room. Right. <laughs> and it's definitely a freaky moment, but we sort of touched on this before we got mics on. <laughs> she goes, Christmas! And she said, ah, Christmas! <laughs> Bolts from the house, and as she's bolting... It pulls out away from the house, and this is exactly the place that I thought she might be in. The Marston House. Right. Uh, the Marston House is pretty integral to the Salem's Lot story. It's evil house. Um, it's, you know, perched way up on a hill. Like I said, multiple, multiple layers. I think it's like a colonial house, maybe. I'm, I'm not really up on my I think, <laughs> types um, of houses, but... yeah. It's well, yeah. I definitely think it's like a three story. Cause, yeah, is that and it's definitely really built, old because he built the house. And I think when I was reading up on the house, like of all the the history of it, is that it was a three story. Yeah. So uh, I did actually pull a kind of paragraph or two from the Stephen King wiki mm-hmm. about the Marston House. So let me just read that real quick. Uh, the Marston House was essentially a character in its own right in Stephen King's novel Salem's Lot. The house overlooked the town of Jerusalem's lot and was considered to have an evil presence. The former residence of murderer Hubie Marston, where he killed himself and his wife, which they mentioned in this episode as well. Yeah. When Ace comes with a uh, a realtor. Or was that this episode or the next episode? I think episode it's three. three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to cover both today anyway. Uh, the house hunted Ben Mears his entire life. Ben returned to Salem's... Ben Mears is the main character of Salem's Lot. Uh, returned to Salem's Lot to write about the Marston house, but after he arrived, discovered that the house was purchased by Kurt Barlow, an Austrian immigrant who arrived in the lot ostensibly to open a store. Barlow was an extended... Uh, was on an extended buying trip. Only his business partner, Richard... Straker was uh, seen in public. 
The Marsenaus represented the evil and corruption that existed in Salem's Lot. In the novel, the Marsenaus was described as sitting above the town like a ruined king, and that the evil Hubie, the evil that Hubie Marston did in the house, left a dry charge behind, which attracted other evils such as Kurt Barlow, the because uh, he killed his wife, right? Right. Yeah. So the crazy terrible acts that happened left an evil in it mm-hmm. and it attracted what More turns evil. out to be a vampire <laughs> well evil attracts evil yeah yeah and in this episode we're not sure uh exactly what kind of craziness is going on besides the squatters in this house right but uh there does uh a murder does occur in this house actually it turns out multiple it seems uh well revealed pretty soon because yeah. We have the squatters later who are all charred up and burned, mm-hmm. and also um, one of these Somali guys comes out there and gets axed. Right. But we'll get to that. Um, so then we move over to Pop. We find out he has cancer, and he's looking through this ledger, right? Yeah. He's getting his chemo. Right. Uh, he has a conversation with uh, Nadia, but it's, you know, I didn't write down specifics for every single thing that happens in this no. so um it's always he's pleading with her about something to do with abdi yeah that's basically what it was he yeah. was asking her about abdi or she was asking him about abdi right uh because he has the feeling abdi did something to right Ace. and uh so then we go to annie she has lost her necklace and i kind of figured this is probably going to bring us back to the marston house or yeah. to that pit and we'll get more there, right? Um, the Merrills are searching for Ace because he's been missing since, uh, well, we all know what happened to him. <laughs> it's like but, right after the fire, so it looks bad right. for Abdi. But yeah, so we have more than just Pop searching for for uh, Ace. It's kind of everybody is. Yeah. Because he's a piece of shit, and he's obviously into something, you know. Well, yeah, all his cronies are looking for him. All right. Or friends, and then Abdi's cronies. Uh, Joy also injures herself very badly here. Oh my god, I did not like it. That was yeah, that was a brutal. Like, I did a not like away it. from what I'm watching sort of moment. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I just wrote "ouch" underlined. I, I wrote, "Oh god, Joy's hand." You didn't warn me. Do <laughs> <laughs> you? You didn't warn me. Right. Yeah, I don't want to spoil a single second. Okay, of this well, before. but if you watch an episode before I do, mm-hmm. and there is a terrible hand mangling scene, mm-hmm. you need to warn me. Okay, I will. <laughs> Just saying, I've I didn't like it. Visually warned to warn you <laughs> now. So did not like it because in episode three I was cringing too, mm-hmm. and I was like, God damn it! Yeah. Well, you know that's gonna happen. She, you know, she's. Kind of known for using axes and things like that. So that's kind of a trope, I think, of horror to have the gross out sort of moment here and there. I just it's fine anywhere else. Just don't don't do the hand. I don't I don't like the hands. The hands are pretty bad. I don't like it. Um, So then we go back to. uh, And I guess we should say that Joy hurt herself because she was running away from her mom. Oh, yeah, that's right. They got into a huge fight. Yeah, Joyce started to pick up that she is going crazy again, you know. Right, because she's saying they have to leave. Right. 
So, um, and it's because she's freaking out over the vision I... she had at the end of last episode, right? Right, because she saw Ace. She saw Ace or a vision of so she thinks it's a vision, mm-hmm. right? So that's why she. This well, no, at, up... at first she kind of thinks that it, it is him, mm-hmm. but then she realizes her medicine's not right. Right, right, right. But then she goes crazy thinking that he really is back. Yeah. So she kind of goes back and forth between right. these things. Um, we go back to Pop. He is at the Mellow Tiger questioning people about where, if anybody's seen Ace. Yay, we're back at the Mellow Tiger. Right. And, um, you know, there's always something going on in Mellow Tiger. On this occasion, while he's there, they're having some talk about a parade that's about to come up. And they're having, like, the town meeting. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's, they're talking, they're, talking about the parade because in the, you know we first saw in the first episode as she was driving into town they were having the 400 year celebration right um thing so that's apparently coming up fairly soon we go back to the hospital joy is getting treated by nadia and she's talking to joy about her mom annie mm-hmm. um we see kind of more cracks growing in annie's tale to her daughter you know um and in their life on the run together by getting mixed up with all these people the inevitable stories are coming out about them right you know through interaction she's beginning to question sort of wondering how fast this particular thing is going to progress like her finding everything out just just the unraveling of all the lies yeah exactly and obviously joy is not putting up with it <laughs> well I, after episode three i would say it's probably going to happen pretty quickly oh yeah exactly I, i'm liking that they're progressing things pretty quickly yeah while also the plot is not completely unraveling you know what i mean like they are still leaving things for us to wonder about yeah there's enough side things going on right um, we get some pop flashbacks after that where they're sort of establishing the family dynamic between the Merrills and the Somali um, adopted family, right? Right. But it turns out they're not officially adopted by pop. They're, uh, he just sort of takes them in without going through the paperwork yeah. sort of deal. Uh, and... We see how Abdi does. Venom has completely laid out on the top of her notes. So we're just going on mine, I think. (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, we through the conversation with the younger Abdi and Nadia, we see that Abdi does not trust him from the get. He's probably been through the ringer with foster parents before. I have a theory on why he doesn't trust them. Do you do you have a theory on, on what's going on with their relationship? I just feel like that's who, who Abdi really is. That's his oh, I'm dropping things. Um that's like what his character is to not be trusting really of anybody until he pro- they prove him otherwise. Well, I, certain things were said. Um <laughs> I shouldn't put things in my pockets before we do this. Go ahead. Certain things were said, and I can't remember if it was this episode or the third episode, where Abdi hints at something that Pop did that Abdi knows about, and I, I almost like, do you, do you have feelings oh, on that. on that? Um, because that's how their whole relationship is built on is it's built on. I feel like a major lie that 
they're both keeping from the sister. Yeah. Well, maybe it's that they aren't actually blood related. I don't or like not blood related, but uh, officially adopted. No, I feel like uh, in the war he killed her, their mom. Oh, or her parents. Interesting. Like, depending on if you know they had mom and dad, or just at least mom. I feel like he he killed somebody in their family, and that's why he felt like he needed to take them. Interesting. I'll have to go back and watch that scene again. Because Abdi hints that, like, you know, when they're in the scene where um, he's got him tied up, he mentions, you know, you wouldn't want me to tell. Right, right, right. I remember that, him and, threatening and that, about and it. And that's, I've, I've kind of been feeling that, but as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, he did something to their family. Yeah. So there, So he feels so guilty about this thing that he did. Right, that, that he, he took them in. must help them in. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that gets fleshed out more. I'm sure that it will, or else they wouldn't have hinted at it as much as they have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a funny thing that happens here where there's a language barrier still. So yeah. Abdi is using that to his advantage and saying she probably won't like it so mm-hmm. that he can get the milkshake. Right. Yeah. So And then Pop picks up on that, right? He's like, did you just tell her that she wasn't going to like that? He's Which, like, oh, you clever. You they, know. they do a good job on uh, young pop and older pop. Right. They're doing a good job on you, that. Do you mean like the look of him? Yeah. 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 The uh, I always prefer practical makeup. Or, well, they, or like they're uh, making him look coloring. older. Right. So, right. And then they're making him look younger. So you don't really know what he looks like now. Yeah. Well, um. What are your thoughts on milkshakes in general? I don't like vanilla. You don't like vanilla? No. But, but other ones you do? I like chocolate. I was never really a big uh, milkshake guy. I'm not super huge on sweets. So You know what is the best combination? Milkshake and french fries. Well, that maybe that's why it works so well for McDonald's. <laughs> Theirs are not officially like, milkshakes, though. Theirs it, are like powdered... Um, if you go to Steak and Shake, Steak and Shake has real. The best milkshake, thing right? is getting milkshake and then getting a plate of their fries. Oh, their fries are so good. And just too. like sucking down the milkshake, eating fries. You know, I haven't eaten dinner today, right? <laughs> well, neither have I. Yeah, I haven't eaten dinner well, today either. I, of course, you haven't, but it's the morning for you. <laughs> um, that's what I'll be doing. My stomach's probably going to growl before the end. We're done with this. Um, okay, you so want some cheese balls. No, I'm fine. I There's got, a giant lunch. thing of cheese balls in front of us, by the way. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a photo for the yeah. socials of the cheese balls. Remind me to do that. Okay. Uh, so, the necklace is then found by the Somalis at the uh, mall digging site. Which, okay. Where did the fucking hole go? Well, um, I believe, don't we see her filling in dirt? At some point. Yeah, but okay. So I'm really confused about this and I want I want to discuss this. So when she initially fell in, it was this huge like opening. A giant collapse. Right. right. And you could see in there and you could see like that there's graves or whatever. And then when she goes back there to look for the necklace, everything's filled in. But then she has like this weird flashback. So I almost was thinking, did she imagine falling into the hole? Like, did that not really happen? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but then how did she get in the house? It was also, like, storming and stuff, right? I'm, so, I'm, like, maybe, like, the rain and the mud filled in 
I, I don't know. I'm I don't really know. not that sure. Really, that is, that is it odd really though. bothered me. I didn't and think about it until we are talking about it. Yeah, now. It, it really bothered me. And in my notes, I have, excuse me, Venom. It says, where did the big ass hole go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. That's a, that's a fair uh, criticism of whatever was happening I'm there. Just very we, confused by that. Yeah, I'm not sure that we'll ever get an explanation for that. Because now it's completely filled in, and I'm thinking, nobody noticed this giant hole? Right. I, just, oh. they, I mean, they're working on it, so they must notice that there's this big collapse of the ground. But then, yeah, we see her... Filling it's in completely fine. Yeah, so I don't know. So that's why I thought, well, did she imagine it? And I don't know. Maybe it's but then certainly how did possible she get to the house? It's part of her visions or whatever. Um. So then, yeah, the they basically find the necklace and they blame it on the squatters who are around, and so that's what brings one of the one of Abdi's crew. Up to the Marston house to get rid of the squatters. He goes in, and what he finds is two charred, burned-up bodies. We must assume are the people that uh, Annie saw. The squatters, yeah. Somebody comes up behind him. We don't see who, and smashes him with either an axe or some kind of large, blunt instrument like a sledgehammer, something like that. Right. And they kill this guy. I thought I wrote down his name, but I don't see it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of his Somali security people. It's like his right-hand man that we saw a lot of. Yeah. So, of course, we have to question who this is up in the house. Obviously, somebody is up there that is not just a squatter. At first, I thought it was Joy. But then it, we kind of, or not Joy, uh, Annie. Annie. But yeah. Then we so kind of figure out it wasn't. But At the time, I'm thinking Annie or Ace Merrill. Because I did predict last episode that Ace was going to come back because he's too big a name of an actor to only be in that one episode. There's no way, right? Or maybe there was a time jump of some kind. That was my other escape sort of out of why would this person be up there? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, then we go to... uh, I think it's a conversation with Pop. At the hospital? Mm, yes, it is. Yeah, because um, he confronts Annie. Right. This is a scene with Annie and Pop, and she, she he's talking to her all about uh, Ace, right? Right, because the dog went directly to right. where she's staying, so he's like, you're involved somehow. Yeah, exactly. And she's, you know, acting kind of weird with him. He says uh, a curse word, and she goes, language, (laughs) (laughs) under her breath, which I like that a lot. Um, Again, we see her resourcefulness and her, like, cunning in being able to explain away things. Yeah, she's good at lying. Exactly. This is straight out of misery. It's what she does whenever she's she she tells Paul before she even has conversations with anybody that's coming. She's plans out everything to the T and this this is what I'm going to say. Well, right? she says almost the complete truth. And that's right. what makes it so believable because all of it was true up until the point where she said and then somebody showed up and he left. Right. But she's also at the same time evading his questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, in a very cunning way, like I said. Yeah. Um. So, then, yeah, then she cries, which is 
to a guy. <laughs> time to go. I feel like it's like, <laughs> this is really uncomfortable every single time that happens in real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to avoid that situation anytime Thanks possible. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I Well, that's not a, that's not a, uh, I'm not trying to, you know, mansplain or criticize women at all. That's just a tool that women have. <laughs> I feel like in their arsenal, you know, especially if they're trying to evade questioning or like they have something that they did very wrong that they're trying to cover up for. Right. Maybe like a police is question. The police are questioning a uh, somebody who's clearly guilty. Sometimes and then you start crying. Yeah. Then you start crying. It's like, or you like, you know, you were speeding, something mm -hmm. like that. I have heard tale of women or girls using that to their advantage. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. If I got pulled over, I probably would start crying. Yeah. I would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like getting pulled over either, by the way. And it is stressful. Um, like, I, I have no I have no control over how much water it comes out of my eyeballs. And sure. a lot of it comes out. So <laughs> right. I can't control that. <laughs> I blame my mother. Also, I believe we mentioned on our It Chapter 2 review that we went through our summer of crying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I've very recently done some crying myself. Well, no, let's not get into that. <laughs> I'm but, just saying, um, sometimes it, it's, 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 not, it's not on purpose. No, and it's healthy to do that, actually. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, so, then we go to Abdi being uh, kidnapped by people. We, I think... At the time, I thought it was like maybe Ace's friends. Yeah, so did I. You know what I mean? Because they're the ones who are arguing with him earlier. Right. Um, but no, it turns out it was actually Pop. Because he's pissed. And it, yes, it was. I think it was Ace's buddies, but it also is Pop's buddies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Annie made it seem like Abdi was the one who picked him up and was the last person right. who saw him. Yeah. He, she, um, Pop goes, was he yay tall? Yeah. Or... Yay tall. Right. right. So Abdi um, sort of lords the truth about Pop over him, like we were saying earlier. Mm -hmm. um, I think this father-son sort of relationship with both Abdi and Ace are completely on the rocks. You know what I mean? It's like a very sort of... Um, tentative situation we have in this family dynamic i feel know? like they both really care about the other person yeah but they don't want the other person to know that that's the truth right which is weird yeah they like play this weird game with each other yeah but i feel yeah. like deep down like they really do care about each other yeah i don't think that's you know they're just going being, too far to say that at being all macho men about it <laughs> if anybody uh, well with the exception of ace merrill if they, I think Pop and Abdi are the two sort of alpha people in their family. Right. Nadia is definitely the, you know, the the beta. Which okay, I didn't realize that Ace and his brother were not Pop's kids. That those are his nephews. Right. I didn't realize that. Did they say that in the first episode? Uh, I'm not sure. They just like kind of like threw that in, and I was like, what? Right. Um, I don't know that I even remember hearing that. That the, those are his nephews? Yeah. I thought they were his sons. I thought so, too. But I, I swear that they said his nephews. Well, if someone we don't have time to look it up now. But if someone wants to correct <laughs> us, please write us. Um, 
Let's see. <laughs> or so... one in between uh, the third, second and third episode, we can look it up. Right. So um, this is about the time where Pop has sort of some health issue going on. He's His vision goes out, you know what I mean? He's like really dizzy and then he falls over and he's got ace's dog who wants to eat abdi exactly and he the ace's dog is going crazy um pop passes out on the ground or almost passes out he's like barely hanging on enough to keep the leash uh, the leash you know taut right and uh abdi starts working himself free right he's trying to because he knows he's gonna get eaten (laughs) and I'm not really sure if we see him escape before the end of this episode. No, we don't. Okay. I don't think so. Um, I did sort of a speedy sort of catch up on episode two because I watched it several days ago, but right. I, I didn't catch every single thing before I left for work last night. Um, then we go to Joy. Uh, Joy is on to her mom now, right? And is this where she's questioning her about her or... Is it just looking through her phone in this moment? I think it's just looking through the phone. Right. Uh, and then we get another appearance of Ace again right. at the end of here. Do you remember the circumstance of that? I didn't get to rewatch it last night. Uh, that's a good question. Well, <laughs> I believe we see Annie and then she has another vision or something like that. I know. I, I wrote down Beatles buzzing. Yeah, so they were we it goes back to the sort of thing that we saw in the the pit earlier, which is there's like beetle. So does that stuff. mean that they were beetles the whole time? That's what I'm saying. Is like I maybe they weren't bats. Misconstrued them for bats. I yeah. thought they were bats though. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I didn't get to go back and check out this final moment, so I can't be 100 percent sure. You know, even I can't go back to episode. I didn't go back to episode one either. Right. But um. Yeah, so there's this uh, like a swarm of beetles. Yeah. So maybe beetles instead. <laughs> Not really sure. Um, but I guess with that, we can get to the first of our two. Are there any dark tor- tower uh, references in this episode? But we have to say it together. So. Oh gosh. <clears throat> are there any dark tower references? Uh. Were there? <laughs> exactly. You to, <laughs> you're asking me. Um, vaguely. Uh, so the Marston House is sort of equal in reputation to the Dutch Hill Mansion, which is, uh, it's in, I believe, the third book of the Dark Tower series. The okay. Dutch Hill Mansion is. And Jake has to kind of go into this sort of evil house uh that everybody in town so it has a reputation for being haunted. Dutch Hill Mansion to uh to get to Midworld where Roland and his crew are for the second time. Okay. Um spoilers on Dark Tower, jeez. <laughs> so, uh yeah, I guess with that we're going to episode 3. Uh so we did a bit of research. Yes. <laughs> Turns out you were correct, Ace and the others are the ace and his brother ace and his brother are nephews right to pop yeah to pop not his uh sons sons so 
maybe misspoke or just figured based on him being called pop right <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and with them being as young as they were along with the, the pseudo kids. foster kids yeah. um so it makes you wonder what happened to their parents yeah that... and also i forgot to mention earlier how they were sort of off to the side while that milkshake thing was happening right so we see how Ace is, like, perturbed by this entire situation immediately. Already, yeah. Right? Young Ace is already pissed. The dynamic is our, is established. We also <laughs> made sure we wanted to get this right. The end scene of the episode, Joy and Annie are heading back from the hospital, and right. they get into it. Because Annie is saying that they're moving again right. after she just said that they could stay. Right. And Joy runs off out of the car in a huff once they get back to the cabin, uh, and that is when we get the swarm of beetles and we see Ace, Ace in the background. So, uh, moving on to episode three, shall we? We shall, which is ties that bind. Ties that bind. You might have to, uh, help lead along this episode a little bit, but, uh, I made a note of this opening camera shot where it's attached to Annie and she's having a freak out. I right? wrote down, I like the POV shots because we feel like we feel as manic as she does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, I absolutely love that. That. Um, I think the camera is actually like attached to her when that is happening because you get yeah, the shakiness be. of yeah. her moving around. Yeah. It's got to be attached somewhere. Yeah. So I definitely dug that. But. uh is that her in the house? You know, with... Um... Yeah, that's when... So, it, the episode starts with her getting out of her car, mm -hmm. and she sees Ace, and so she runs inside. Right. And when she runs inside, that's when she's, like, all crazy manic. Yeah. And it's the POV shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, what exactly happens right because <laughs> i didn't rewatch. well she's just again. she's just running around the house just being yeah. crazy yeah and i think it's later where she ties her up right it's yeah. not it's not it's this not, early it's in not the episode. this early um joy goes out with friends right she goes out with the other kids in the cabin Later on, yeah. In the neighborhood. Okay, so what, where do we go from that scene right there? So from there, we go back to Abdi with Pop. Okay, yeah. And he that's where he finally escapes. He's able to break the chair, mm -hmm. and then he has a super close call with the dog and traps the dog in the elevator. Elevator, thing. yeah. Right. And then he rescues his dad and takes him to the hospital. Right. And he drops Pop off in front of the hospital. They see that it was him, mm -hmm. right? He's there whenever they grab him. And then he leaves. Right. So. So then we go back to Annie and we see her going back to the site. And again, everything's filled in. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, where? Where is the hole go? She's looking for her She's necklace. She's looking for the right? necklace. Yeah. Um, and then she goes up to the house on the hill. And. She goes inside the house or whatever, and everything seems fine. Like, there's no burned bodies. There's no... Yeah, but she does see, like, the um, the tent and stuff like that. Right. But she sees no no evidence that people were just murdered. Mm -hmm. So, 
She doesn't find her necklace up there either. No, because the dude who we just saw get murdered the episode before had it. Right, right, right. And, uh, yeah, so. What was really cool, though, was that shot of the tree going through the house. I thought that was pretty sweet. Do you remember seeing that? Um, when she's walking through the house, there's like tarps on the floor, and then she looks into a room, and there's just this tree growing through the house. I didn't, I didn't remember that, but yeah, yeah no, that's cool. I, um, we kind of, yeah, I guess we get a little bit more of the house here, mm-hmm. you know, because she's trying to find. She finally finds that door that she came up through, mm-hmm. and it's padlocked. Right. So, because she wants to get back to where she, because obviously it's all filled in. Sure. So. The only other way to get there is through the tunnels. Yeah, and do I? I'm pretty sure she is out and not involved in the situation where the realtor comes up with. Ace. No, because no. when she's when she's at the door, there. That's when the dude with the necklace, the Somali guy, walks into the kitchen behind her and just eats like a whole egg shell and all. That's right. And yeah, then was, she I, and I she freaks out and run here. out of the house. Right. Yeah. So. Which, so ugh. Some real weird <laughs> shit goes on in that scene right there. Yeah. You don't know what that's about at all. You just know that there's a weird guy that she had not seen before. Right. But it's the guy that we saw. Right. And he's just eating eggs whole. So that's where she takes off, right? Yeah, that's where yeah. she takes off. She's like, I'm getting out of here. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's crazier than I am. Yeah. <laughs> and this time she goes out the front door, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to the hospital and we learn that Pop had a stroke and he's confused about everything that happened. He's not really sure. Mm-hmm. And he says, Abdi should have left him there. He would have. Right. Yeah. So again, we're getting more information about, you know, what Abdi and Pop's kind of their dynamic. Really, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Dr. H is saying that she still hasn't heard from Abdi. And she asks him if Pop hurt him. And he says, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. And then she freaks out and runs out. Yeah, so she knows. You see, by the way this scene plays out, she knows something's going on. She knows they got into a fight of some kind, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then we go back to Annie, right, with, with Joy. Yeah, we go back to Joy, and she's drawing, and that's when her friend knocks on the door and says, do you want to go look for a dead guy? Yeah, <laughs> which is, you know, reminiscent of the body Yeah, or uh, staying by me. So then they go uh, to Castle Lake, because that's where they say all the bodies are dumped, and they get in a boat, and they start poking the water with a stick. <laughs> right, and one of the friends loses his oar, yeah. right? And... Joy just takes it upon herself, you know. Well, once it's revealed that they gave her uh, pot, pot brownies. brownies or whatever, yeah. <laughs> which I almost immediately assumed that's what. Oh, those were. for sure. Well, because I wrote down, I said, because um, the friend I can't remember her name. She said you could bring the bathing suit or not, and I said she wants Joy's ass. <laughs> yeah. I said pot brownies. Yeah, I didn't want to assume anything about her that that character, but. I thought there was the possibility. You know what she I mean? wants Joy's ass. Yeah. Yeah. That like it's maybe more than a friendly thing yeah. with that girl. Just because like they immediately 
have, so, have a thing when mm. they first meet. You know what I mean? She gave her a phone already. Yeah, she gave her a phone. She's being like extra, extra nice. Right. Yeah. She wants something. Yeah, maybe. That's what I thought. So I don't know. She wants Joy's ass. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a sound in the lake, though. When we get some underwater sh- shots before Joy jumps in. There's we hear like this noise Weird underneath noise. there, yeah. and then when she gets in, she actually mentions that there's the noise, and they're like, "You are definitely high." <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then they make the the reference to Warden Sheldon. Yeah. Remember, because they said that um, if anybody finds his head, the one girl wanted it. Yeah, he offed himself. <laughs> Nobody found the head. Right. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. That I don't really have many theories about the sound. I just know that there's some definite supernatural stuff going on. For sure. Somewhere, probably. Most likely the Marson House. Maybe that has an effect on the lake of some kind. Yeah. It's really close to it. Right. So So the we do go back to, to Annie and she's freaking out because she thinks the doctor changed her recipe for her medicine because right. she's having hallucinations. Right, right, right. And she calls and tells her that, and she's like, I'm having a family and she's like, I don't right have time now. for your bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Nadia says that. Um, I did like, though, when they were showing Joy in the boat and talking about her not being able to curse. That oh, she yeah. She said, fuck, fuckity fuck, okay. fuckle fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuckle fuck. That's a good one. I like that. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to use that in my everyday life. <laughs> fuckle fuck. You know, I, I really think that comes... Because of how Annie has an interesting way of speaking. Cursing, yeah. Yeah. That, like, ended up making her talk in a strange way. It's like baby talk. Being, Yeah, exactly. Being so sheltered and only having conversations with this one person forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, then they get back to the cabins and... This is where we know that the girl definitely wants joy because she moves in and acts like she's going to kiss her and then turns her phone on. Yeah. Because she wants to have maybe sexting with her. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe some interesting conversations at wee hours of the night. Right. So Uh, then joy gets back to their place and the house is a complete wreck. Yeah. And we get sort of Annie's confession to joy that. She killed a person. Right. Right. She's saying, well, she first says the medicine's not working Mm -hmm. and she admits that she killed a person. Yeah. And that he came back. So this is where Joy initiates their previous plan for emergencies only uh, to use the shot. Right. That will knock her out. Yeah. So she stabs her in the back with it. And, and, and the whole time, Annie's like, we said this is for emergencies. Yeah, this is right, not right. an emergency. And yeah, this is clearly a plan that they've worked out beforehand because she has had other crazy spells. Right. You know, uh, where maybe she has run out of medication or whatever has happened before this. You yeah. know, they made them run town to town. Yeah. And knew um, that this was a possibility. Yeah. And yeah, Annie's self-awareness of that is actually really entertaining as she's <laughs> quickly ramping down to passed out you yeah. know so um, then we we switch back to abdi and his sister and he says that he saved pop for her and this is where i wrote down i think pop killed their mom because he again says to his sister you know like he doesn't want to ever see that look on her face again mm-hmm. so i don't think he's ever going to want to tell whatever the secret is that he has on pop that's why I believe it's like something huge, like 
in the war he killed their parents. Yeah. I you definitely I mean I think that's a very real possibility. I think you're definitely on to something there. If it's not it has to be something to do with them. Right. You know. Um otherwise he wouldn't entrust Abdi with this secret. Right. And right. and they keep showing him during the war, so I just feel like eventually we're going to see that flashback mm-hmm. of him like accidentally killing somebody. Yeah, no, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But I, I, I do like that they're keeping things from us mm-hmm. still. They're not just spilling the beans, you know. Right. This is helping drive the plot along and make you wonder. There's more to these characters than we're getting. Yeah. You know. I feel like they're doing a better job than last season. Like, they're giving us a little bit more information at a time. Oh, uh, uh, maybe a lot. A more. lot more helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still... It's still not enough to know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, I, I really just think so far the episodes have been a little m- more well constructed as far as like the plots connect better, yeah. you know, except for that damn hole. Yeah, exactly. I, this damn hole is like the fucking Winnebago that was in the woods. It's this all over again. Yeah. How did it get there? Well, the guy <laughs> told us very carefully. That's how they got it out of there. Um, so then we go back um, to the hospital and Ace is walking around and he goes to see Pop. Yeah. So before this, we thought she was hallucinating him. Right. And apparently he's really back. Yeah. And he's acting super weird. Yeah. Um, and he says that he's been in dairy. Right. He's not his usual uh, abrasive self. Right. He's more of a. I don't know. It's like if he if there was a clone of him. Yeah, it's like a, a zombified version. Yeah, of that. exactly. Yeah. Um, Body snatcher version. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about yet, but. Yeah, because then he creepily leaves and looks in the mirror and then he's driving his tow truck. Right. So I don't know. I, I just have a theory based on just what we have so far about Ace. Is that we're going to, it's very much like a pet cemetery situation with that house mm-hmm. or that ground around, you know, the Marson house or the mall or whatever right. is spoiled somehow by things that happened in that area. I think you it's know? a body snatcher type thing. Yeah. I think whoever was in those graves, they're inhabiting yeah. people now. And I want to say that something about black magic was mentioned about the Marston house that like, yeah, that was going on there. Right. You know, so maybe that alone is what spoiled, you Could know, be. Um, um, I just want to say this is another place where some good uh, curse words were used. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, the ace gets pulled over by the cops because sure, yeah. he's speeding and drinking and the cop pulls up to him and says, pull over, asshole, and then calls him fuck nuts. Fuck nuts, that's what yeah. it was. But then he got lazy, and he said, and then he just said asshole again. Like, yeah. I wanted them to ramp it up from fuck nuts. I yeah. wanted something better. So when he gets pulled over, the cop is approaching, and Ace just flips him the bird, Yeah. right? And we leave not knowing exactly what happens what at happened? the end of that situation. No. But... We see more of this cop later, and we'll get yeah. to that. Um, 
So then so we switch to then we go back to where, where Annie we go? in bed and she's waking up and oh, she yeah, finds right. out she's tied up to the bed and can't move. Right. Yeah. Um, that's where Joy is telling her, like, you are going to tell me the truth now. Right. Well, and, she and tells, you're going to take your pills. And she tells her mom that Ace is not dead. Mm-hmm. Like he's been spotted around right. town. So she's obviously hallucinating and needs to take her medication. Yeah. And, I, you know. Joy's right that, yes, she is crazy right now, Mm -hmm. but also Annie is right that, yes, she did see the hallucination. So, um, I believe pretty soon Joy finds out that Ace is back, right, from, who does she find that out from, or does she see him? Um... You well, mean besides besides Joy telling Annie that he's back through text message? Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's okay. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the friend texts right. her and tells her that Ace is back in town. Okay, yeah. So, and uh, Joy knows that Annie is right that Ace is back, but she thinks she's crazy because he's just back, and she thinks he's a hallucination and that he she murdered him. So. She right. just thinks that Annie is absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah. Annie hears that Ace is back and she is further convinced convinced that it's like something's happening. Shit is going crazy. Right. You know. Um, and this is where we find out that, you know, they the pack that they had for use of that medication that she's not gonna be untied until she starts taking her medication mm. again. And we see Annie faking it and then spitting it out towards the mice. Right. And uh, I don't know if it's exactly at the scene or not, but she gets a glass of water and breaks it under her pillow. We see the glass. She hasn't yeah. broken it yet. Yeah, I think that's later. Yeah. Um, so this is where we go to Ace. Yes, and the real estate agent. With the real estate agent. They're going up there. He's... To the she, mansion. Quote, unquote, checking out the Marston house. Right. Um, I'm guessing to buy it. Yeah. Um, and he asks her the most random question, which is, are you still able to have children? Yeah. And she is like, that's a weird question to I ask. I feel like at that point, you don't take him inside to show him the house. Yeah. Also, this realtor knows who Ace is yeah. and can kind of tell he's acting very weird and a little too nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get away from the guy. Yeah. He's asking if you're still able to have children. That doesn't bode well for you. <laughs> Uh, now, did I, did we already get the scene where Ace went to see Pop, or was that at the hospital? That was or? at the hospital. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure if Ace went to Pop's place of business. No. Or his house, or where, if he runs out of the house, I'm not sure. I can't really remember how that situation is right now. But No, they, he just went to see him at the hospital. Gotcha. Okay, so they go into the house. Mm-hmm. The realtor... Here's thudding. She looks around and sees that shit is not how it should be. Right. <laughs> There's definitely squatters there. She obviously hasn't been there in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, goes up the stairs. Bad idea. Bad idea. She goes into the bathroom. <laughs> Who is coming out of the tub in the bathroom? The police officer. But the police officer that pulled over Ace earlier. Ace and, is behind her. And it looks like he's got like amniotic fluid all over him. Yeah, he has like goo. Some kind goo. of goo all yeah, over Yeah, like him. he's been reborn. Which is why I feel like it's a body snatchers type thing. Yeah, I don't know. I have no theory about what. I didn't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. And then Ace comes up behind her and he's got some chains. So, obviously, he's not going to kill her. He's going to impregnate her somehow. 
yeah, or the, otherwise, why would he ask her right. about that? Or is it something that can impregnate her that is not him? Could be. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, she's she's going to be a vessel for babies. Yes, in some form or fashion. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't see this ending but, well for her either. But the cop can't have babies, so why is he in goo? Like, I don't... I get... feel like he, he's now a, uh, a, a goon. <laughs> a goo goon? <laughs> I feel like he's now a worker bee for... Ace Merrill, you know, like yeah. Ace is getting his his people, his legion of followers. Well, it's very much like the Salem's Lot situation with the vampires because they start getting townspeople mm-hmm. to become vampires and then Infecting they are them. doing the bidding of Barlow who right. can't leave his uh, his sort of tomb in the bowels of the Marston house. Um, right. So he has... His one guy that he brought with him that I mentioned at the top of this episode, but he also has, you know, other vampires that I guess what's his name brings to Barlow. Mm-hmm. Um, that are the town people. That are the town people. And right. they're able to infiltrate the town even more. Right, exactly. Eventually, spoilers taking over all of Jerusalem's lot except for a couple of people who escape. Right. And that's kind of how I feel like this might be going. Yeah, I, that's it's reminiscent of that yeah. for sure. On top of Annie being batshit crazy and running from her own demons, yeah. now we got we got this shit going on. Yeah, totally. So, so then we go back to Annie and she's having a nightmare that Ace kills Joy mm-hmm. and like snaps her neck, but she wakes up and realizes that it was just a nightmare. She's still tied up, right? She's, she's still tied up. This yeah. is where she smashes the glass. No, this is where Joy asks her what's in the lockbox. Oh, and yeah. Okay. Annie lies some more and says it's just papers. Mm-hmm. And she gets her more pills, pretending to be better, and that's where she tries for the glass cup. And I hear, I see hurt fingers coming. <laughs> that's great. Um, and Joy says, you know, if you tell me the truth about everything, you know, what are we running from? You know, then I'll know that you're better. Mm-hmm. And Annie kind of goes into this story about how her father didn't want her, so she took Joy and ran and says that's why she's been lying to Joy, and that's the only lie she's ever told her. Right. Was that her father was dead when really he's alive and he's coming after them. Yeah, and when Joy is is, uh, walking out of the room, she's like, he didn't want you. Yeah. So this is where we see the dead mice on the floor. That was and a good she, impression, by the way. It I was. It was good. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I had to pat myself on the back. The, yeah, so we see the dead mice, and she realizes that she's been lying to her about taking the medicine. Mm-hmm. And that's when we hear the knock on the door. Right. Uh, so. Oh, and she says, fudging right. <laughs> she screams to joy. You're fudging right. Love it. That's so cool. Um, yeah, so a little bit before this is where she smashed the glass, which I, we've tried to say that a yeah. bunch of times, but she smashes the water glass, hides it. Then whenever she finally has the coast clear, she is able to squirm the broken glass over to one of her hands. To her mouth. To her mouth, that's right. And, she- and she's like pulling the rope over to her mouth and using it to cut 
That was the cring- the most cringy no, no, of this no, no, episode. No, no, the cringeworthy me. thing is when she popped her shoulder out oh, of place. Oh, well, yeah, that too. That was the worst thing because she did whole that thing is bad. immediately, and she's like covered in blood, and yeah. she's using her mouth with the glass, and I'm just like, I don't like any of it. It's awful. It actually reminds me of Gerald's game a little bit too, because in that story, a woman is um, handcuffed to a bed and can't. There's no one around, right? You know, for miles. Well, didn't the guy die like in bed with her? Yes, or that's how yeah. it, that's how it opens. Yeah, and she is stuck for a long time, yeah. <laughs> and it's reminiscent of that, right? Yeah. Um, but this, I, I am, I didn't like. I it. hate, <sighs> hate cuts. I do too. Like they're super painful, first of all. But we're talking cuts on your mouth, A mouth, your tongue, uh, your. Your face. Your fingers. Your fingers. Your wrists. All of that stuff is super cringeworthy. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. So like and it. we get a lot of it. Yeah. We get like a couple we get a minute or two of her doing that. I'll admit I wasn't watching that well. Yeah. And uh the person well, we should mention the person who is at the door for well, joy is Nadia. First of all, she didn't even look outside. If yeah. If there's weird shit going oh, yeah. on around, why aren't you peeking out the door? I definitely no- noted that in my in my head that like she has a blind over the door. Yeah. Just lift the blind Just up look. or move it out of the way and yeah. look who's at Just your door. A little peek. Especially if there's like any inkling of crazy shit going on right now. Which like, there's with lots Ace. of inklings. Right. Yeah. So yeah, especially if your mom is like making all this shit up about Ace. Well, you definitely don't want Ace coming to the door, you know? Right. Crazy. So, yeah, it is Dr. H, and she lies to her and says that her mom's had a stomach bug, but she's getting better. Yeah. And the doctor doesn't believe her. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, And then she slams the door in her face. Right. And this is where we see... Her popping her shoulder black in, back into place, which I didn't like that either. No, it was awful. And that's when Joy walks in and sees that Annie is getting out. And that's when she cuts Joy's arm right. with the uh, glass. Yeah, and instantly Mom kicks in. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I'm, yeah, so, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah, and so Joy runs out. Yeah. And we start hearing the typewriter. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, shit. And she starts scrambling on the floor trying to eat her medicine. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> I guess any medicine's better than no medicine at this point. So along with the typewriter noise. We see the man. We see the tall man again. Yeah. And that's the same exact thing that happened when she first saw him when she almost gets ran into by a bus. Uh, we hear the typewriter sort of noises in the background. Right. And then... Tall man. Tall man. So appears. I'm. This is the second time this has happened, and it is reinforcing my theory that that is Paul Sheldon. Somehow, events of the future are coming up in her brain. You know, I don't know how that could ever happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's like a supernatural thing, but that's just my strongest theory that I have because typewriter goes. The typewriter goes directly along with misery. You right. know, it's throughout the novel, so it's like and and the original movie. So eventually, we'll get there. We'll see how it all ties in. Yeah, of course, and that that's with a lot of things that we're getting so far, right? Yeah, we just don't know. Um, so so I don't the know. the tall man whispers to her, mm-hmm. "You know how this story ends. You're going to kill her." Yeah, and, and that's that's where it ends. 
And so to that I ask you, is it her meaning joy? I believe so. Yeah, because I, I think she watches her run away and he says that yeah. as he, she's watching. Her. Like the vision, her looking, her viewpoint doesn't change while like there's a st- there's a sort of a staring off sort of moment mm-hmm. going on that's when he comes behind her and says that yeah so we must assume i guess that that's who he's talking about but maybe he's not maybe it's i mean another... that would be the worst her that he could possibly say she's sure. going to kill the only other hers that we have so far uh well the realtor she's out of the situation mm-hmm. already <laughs> the doctor but i don't doctor I, he wouldn't be taunting her with that doctor's the only right but doctors but who is he taunting her or is he just i feel like it yeah is he and you know i don't know he's just a, a vision of hers at this point yeah that's all that we know or her could be herself yeah i don't know man this is I don't know why I called you man. Nah. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know, woman. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. Like, a lot of this is, we, we can make theories about it, but I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe not the tall man. All we can really go on is what happened at the end of last season. And that was not really the payoff that I was hoping for. No. Um, I'm so disappointed. Tim on his podcast actually mentioned, um, that, I think they were talking about plot or something like that and how plots connect or don't connect. And uh-huh. she's like, like Castle Rock last season <laughs> where it didn't at all. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess not. It connected. It just didn't connect in a way that I liked it. Connect. Yeah. I think that's really what made. Well, I don't know. I can't really speak for Tim, but. Because you had this whole journey of him getting out of the hole. Yeah. And realizing that he did have another life and he got pulled into this one and this is not where he's supposed to be and he Mm -hmm. could have been so much better and then yet he's back in the hole again. It's not quite the uh, payoff that we wanted, like I said. So um, hopefully it's we're pointing towards a lots of lots of really interesting things happening in the rest of the season and fingers crossed for a nice payoff at the end. Right. (laughs) But that's still pretty far away. How many episodes? Eight? Ten? I think there's ten. I don't I can't can't say that for absolute certainty. With absolute certainty. Um well, I guess let's do it. Uh Were there, there any, any Dark, dark Tower, Tower references? references? Were there? I don't know, were there? Uh I didn't see any. Uh. <laughs> I talked about any references that were to Stephen King things already, and I don't think any of these were. Uh, well, I guess that'll do it. Shall it? Shall it? Shall it? Shall it do it? Gene Shall it? Um, he has a nice mustache. He does. I don't know if he's still alive. Oh. He's an old guy. <laughs> he had a nice um, throw, too. <laughs> Glasses. He reviewed a lot of movies. Yeah. Not really TV shows like we did today. So, I guess that does it for this episode. These and after, two episodes after today it'll just be one again not true no next week we are doing four and five because we are already past due to watch episode four. Oh yeah <laughs> so uh, you know that'll happen look forward to that make sure you watch episodes four and five before you watch the next or uh, listen, listen to the listen. next episode you'll have plenty of time to do so um sorry this one came out a day or two late 
just because of life stuff. That's what happens when you have a kid who wants to enjoy Halloween, okay? Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, until next time, bye-bye. Bye. But also share the show. Thank you and goodbye. Oh, <laughs>